Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Promise Perspective podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Green, and I'm also the founder and owner of the Promise Perspective. So today marks the second episode of a new season on my podcast, and I feel very excited to be with you right now. I'm very excited to take on what I feel the Father has laid on my heart to address. And in full transparency, it has been very challenging um, trying to make sure that the only voice that I hear for this season, for every episode, is from Yahuwah, um, his voice, and let him show me the direction he wants me to go and what steps I need to take. Because as I mentioned last time, this topic is truly a mountain to tackle. And although it is very overwhelming, um, this topic has consumed my thoughts for many, many months. I also feel very much at peace knowing that as long as I continue to pray over these seeds over this plowing, the father will give the growth to what he wants to give the growth to. And that's why I always say, don't take my word for it. Use these episodes as a tool for your study, but take everything up in prayer and ask him to bring you understanding because he will. Um, I talked about this on my social media accounts, but The father impressed on me over my social media break that he wanted me to dedicate an entire season on my podcast to Who is Israel. As you all know, (laughs) a lot of the content that I create for my podcast involves many episodes to break the topics down. This was the case for our father's name and the topic on Baal and ancient Babylonian history, and religion. So instead of saying each time, go back and listen, go back and listen, go back and listen, we're just dedicating a whole season to each each topic that Yah leads me to discuss with you all. I have so much peace with this because I am very big on breaking things down. My heart is so bent on just thoroughly explaining everything. And it's important to me Um to the best of my ability to not leave any stone unturned. I'm not going to be the one that just shares information. I want to share it and break it down because we're called to make disciples. And I want to equip anyone who wants to listen with the details, the resources, and scripture because I assume that those who are listening to these topics are, are wanting to learn and understand because many of us are waking up to the fact that we've not been told the entire truth on many, many things. And it's a move by the most high of what is happening right now. Things are being brought to light. And if we're going to understand the truth, the scripture, we need to dig deeper on the history behind our Bibles so that we can not only put scriptures in context, but to also reconcile the falsehoods that have infiltrated the faith and have been propagated through false doctrine and false teaching for thousands of years. It's a lot to unpack. And if you're listening to this, um, I promise you that I'm laboring over this as hard as I can because this is all I care about. So 
I say again, (laughs) welcome to season four on Who is Israel? (laughs) I have been trying to gently teach about Torah on my social media accounts, but the wall that continues to be a stumbling block and a barrier in the hearts of many is that many Christians believe that there are two sets of promises for two sets of people and that the church and Israel are separate from one another. And I get it. I was one of them that used to believe that. Those of you who have been following me for a while or have been around listening to my podcast for a while know that I used to teach very zealously about it. And there is going to be a lot of repenting coming from me in the very near future on that. I publicly taught wrong, and it's time that I publicly repent from it. So I want to start with this. Um, Probably around the springtime of this year, I deleted like a dozen episodes from my podcast because I realized that after learning more truth about the things that I taught about regarding the nation of Israel, about the people living there currently, and about prophecy, Yahuwah showed me that I was absolutely wrong. I didn't have a full understanding because I was still reading scripture through a lens of dispensationalism, which is a subject I plan to thoroughly unpack at a later time, y'all willing. But I was reading scripture while simultaneously being influenced by doctrines and teachings of mainstream Christianity. And when the scales fell from my eyes and I was brought into a deeper understanding of biblical truth, I was devastated that I was responsible for teaching something that was not biblical and not true whatsoever. And I just want to say that if any of you ever listened to me teach about the modern day nation of Israel in terms of prophecy, I sincerely repent and I apologize for what I shared. And I ask for forgiveness from you if you were influenced by any of my teachings about this. I'm so sorry. And I want to disregard everything I've ever said about the modern day state of Israel and prophecy surrounding that nation. You know, one thing I've learned over the last year is that as believers, we can be sincere in our faith while being sincerely wrong. We can accept Messiah for what he came to do for us while simultaneously rejecting everything he embodied and everything he taught. There are many Christians who are teaching and worshiping completely wrong. And the reason I talk about how most Christians are unaware of the deception is because I was one of them. I was the most sincere and zealous, over-the-top Bible believer, but I was wrong about so much. I was under the strong delusion. The majority of Christianity is today, unknowingly, which is why addressing the deception is something that we have to be careful with and be spirit-led on. This is why the title of this episode is called Why History Matters. And what motivates me to share what I've learned moving forward is that it wasn't until I understood who Israel was biblically, physically, historically, 
and spiritually that I was able to understand my identity as a child of the Most High. And to be honest with you, I'm still learning more and more about who Israel is because as I continue to study, Yahuwah continues to remove layers of deception from my eyes and from my mind. And because of this, I was able to understand what the prophecy of the end times restoration of Israel was all about, which mainstream Christianity teaches that it happened in 1948, but that's not true. And, you know, I was able to understand what this restoration truly means to us today. And it's very different than what's taught through mainstream Christian teaching. You know, Satan has pulled off such a great hijacking and has created a false religion that looks so much like light and has led so many astray that many Christians are going to reject so much of what is being brought to light now because the God of this world has blinded the minds of people. There is so much coming to light in which I can only speak for myself, but the truth that is beginning to surface, not only about who Israel is, both physically and spiritually, but if Yahuwah continues to make this truth known, it is going to turn the entire world on its head. We truly do live in a world of deception and everything that this world has taught us about the Bible has been a lie. And I want to be clear that I don't know it all. I I don't, but I'm confident that I will be able to provide you with enough information that you will be able to take these studies up in prayer and with enough resources to do your own research on the things that I'll be sharing. And I also want to address something before I continue to kick this season off because I want you to keep something in mind, okay? I want you to keep some verses in mind too and I'll be I'll put them in the episode description box so you can revisit them if you need to. But as we begin to unpack the the biblical history of the house of Israel, the seed of Abraham and Jacob and how the 12 tribes were divided into two separate kingdoms, the kingdom of Israel and the kingdom of Judah. Some of you already know, but we're going to review what happened to them before both kingdoms were exiled and sent into captivity. Because the key point here is that we know what captivity looked like for the Hebrew Israelites. We know they were held captive in Egypt as slaves. We know that the Assyrians conquered the northern kingdom of Israel, which housed 10 of the 12 tribes. And we know that those 10 tribes never fully returned to their homeland, to their promised land. We also know that not too long after that happened, the kingdom of Judah, they were taken into captivity and exiled by the Babylonians to Babylon, where they stayed there for 70 years. All of these captivities 
were physical. And the thing about physical slavery, physical captivity, is that you know you're in captivity. You see it, you experience it, you know your oppressor. There is one more captivity that many are going to be delivered from before our king returns. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, that the God of this world blinds the minds of people and keeps them from seeing the true light of the good news. We are currently living in a spiritual captivity. When we are warned to come out of Babylon, we are not in physical Babylon like the Israelites were in the Old Testament. We are in a spiritual captivity that is rooted in the very nature of Babylon worship. And many, many Christians are perishing today because they don't know they're in captivity. And the thing is, is that spiritual captivity is worse than a physical one. Like I said, with a physical, with a physical captivity, you know you're in it. You know you're there. Spiritual captivity is so much worse because you don't know you're in it. You don't know that your mind has been blinded and you are being enslaved because the God of this world has led sincere Christians to believe that they are worshiping scripturally when they are actually guilty of Baal worship, Babylonian worship, all while doing it in the name of Jesus. And that's why the name game is so important and it's part of the deception. And the reason we are in spiritual captivity is because of one reason. It's because the majority of people do not love the truth. So I want to read a couple of verses to you, okay? Isaiah chapter 5 verse 13 says, My people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will reject you. You will be no priest to me. Since you have forgotten the law of your Elohim, I will also forget my children. Isaiah chapter 27 verse 11, For it is a people of no understanding. Therefore he that made them will have not, no mercy on them. And he that formed them will show them no favor. Jeremiah chapter 13 verse 17, this is the verse that has totally gripped me with the deepest hook in my heart. This verse is what brought me out of Babylon. This was the, this was the verse. Yahuwah always uses Jeremiah to speak to me in so many ways that just wreck me in the best way. This verse is, is why I'm where I'm at today. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 13, verse 17, if you will not hear it, my soul will weep in secret places because Yahuwah's flock is carried away captive. People are perishing for a lack of knowledge, not a lack of faith. Why are people being taken into captivity? Because Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 6, in their deceit, they refuse to know me. The prophets of the past are telling us of our fate today if we don't listen to them. 
There is a final exile yet to come, and it is coming upon those who refuse to know him. There is fixing to be a great restoration to the promised land and a great and final exile of those who were actually not in covenant with the Most High. And when I say refuse, I'm not talking about unbelievers rejecting God and rejecting the death, burial, and resurrection of our Messiah, Yahusha. I'm talking about those who honor Yah with their lips, but their hearts are far from Him. Jeremiah is telling us in chapter 9 that you, we, us, live in a world of deception. Yet people have no desire to even begin to question the things that we've been taught because they have a complete lack of reverence for the truth. They refuse to challenge themselves. And unfortunately, many will choose to stay in ignorance and in darkness because they do not want to sit with the uncomfortable convictions that they've been lied to. And once the truth is exposed and received, you have no other choice but to function with a higher level of conviction than the rest of this world. The indictment of the prophets that we should heed today is that people are perishing for a lack of knowledge. You need to know that it is entirely possible to receive Messiah with your lips, but reject him in your heart because you don't know the Father's word. That truly is the issue. People think that just because they believe in Jesus, they can't be deceived. If you don't know the word, and just so you know, knowing the word is not just knowing what Messiah taught. It's knowing what the Father said. If our Messiah was the word made flesh, then we need to know that it was the Father's word of the quote unquote Old Testament that dwelt among us. Remember, he said, I came not to do my will, but the will of the one who sent me. When people studied scripture, in his day. They didn't have a New Testament. All they had was the Torah and the writings of the prophets. So when our Messiah said to study the scriptures, what was he talking about? When the Bereans, Acts chapter 17, studied the scriptures to test people, what scriptures were they reading? And that's why I continue to say, if you you don't know the Father's name or the Son's name, then you will not have a proper understanding of the Father's plan for redemption of mankind. It's that serious. When he said in Joel chapter 2, verse 32, that those who call on the name of Yahuwah will be saved, he meant it. And the name Yahusha literally means Yahuwah is salvation. It's a radical wake-up call to the church today. People are perishing from a lack of knowledge, and the scriptures tell us what the judgment is for those who refuse to love the truth. Many people say they do, but many are not open to having their faith being challenged because they aren't rooted in the word enough to be able to defend their own faith. All they know is what has been spoon-fed by their pastors because they refuse to seek out the scriptures themselves. They stay on the milk of the gospel, on the elementary teachings, and never move on to solid food. And Hebrews tells us solid food is for the trained, for people who have been built up in discernment, wisdom, revelation, and understanding. 
because there are a lot of hard truths that babes in the faith won't be able to chew on until they're built up enough to be able to handle that meat. But many people are just totally okay with staying on the milk their whole lives. And they're so spiritually malnourished. And we've reached a point today where the church is so spiritually blind and it's like the blind leading the blind. You know, the Bible, Isaiah chapter 29, it, it's talking about Yah's judgment on Jerusalem. <clears throat> this is before he destroyed their holy temple. This is before Judah is taken captive. Starting in verse 9, Isaiah tells us to, quote unquote, pause and wonder. It says they are drunk, but not with wine. They stagger, but not because of a strong drink. Pause and wonder at what it means to be drunk, but not with actual wine. And then it says in the next verse what is happening. Isaiah says, For Yahuwah has poured out upon you the spirit of a deep sleep. He has closed your eyes. Because people choose blindness, Yahuwah himself puts them into a spiritual Slumber. We talked about this last time. He says, because they choose their abominations, I will choose their delusions. We have to understand how serious this is. If like, okay, if you're drunk on alcohol, here's the thing. If you're drunk on alcohol, sleeping it off will help you sober up. But the thing about a spiritual slumber is that sleeping actually makes the condition worse. Isaiah chapter 29 verses 11 through 12 The whole vision has become to you like the words of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one who is literate, saying, read this, please. And he says, I cannot, for it is sealed. And then the book is delivered to one who is illiterate, saying, read this, please. And he says, I am not literate. And then it goes on to say, this is the explanation for why these people are unable to understand the book, they're not able to understand because of this spiritual slumber. Because Yahuwah said, Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13, For as much as these people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. We have this Bible today full of prophecy and truth but the majority do not study it. There's a difference between reading it and studying it. The Bible is not something that is to be read. It must be studied. It must be dug into like a search for hidden treasure because there is meaning and truth and light in there that goes so much deeper than the surface. And then look, you have Paul writing in 2 Thessalonians and he says the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. He says the lawless one comes with lying signs, deceivableness, and unrighteousness to those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, Elohim will send them a strong delusion so that they believe a lie. Why are they perishing again? Is it because of a lack of faith? No, it's because they refuse to love the truth. They refuse to know him just like the Israelites. 
And just because we love what our Messiah did doesn't mean we're saved. If you love the truth, which he says, I am the truth, then you must love and obey what he taught. And what and he taught his father's word. He taught Torah. But the problem is that the strong delusion today has everything to do with understanding who the commandments are for, who the father's instructions are for, and without understanding who Israel is historically, biblically, physically, spiritually, we are not going to be able to apply his teachings properly and return to proper worship because most people are believing a lie. And this is why in Isaiah chapter 27, verse 11, and Hosea verse 4 through 6 are such sobering verses. People are perishing because they have a lack of knowledge. But not only that, they could care less about learning the truth. And the reason this is so important to me is because I was drinking from the cup of the wine of Babylon unknowingly. And some people will have no idea what that means because they aren't studying his word. I myself had to wake up even while I was a zealous Christian going to church and trying to work out my salvation. Because the only way to get sober is to come out of Babylon. And Revelation chapter 14, verse 8 gives us the second message of the angel telling us that it is Babylon who has made all of the nations drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And you can also see Revelation chapter 14, verses 9 through 10. But moving forward, there are going to be many things I say that includes the word or the words Christian, Jew, Roman Catholic Church, Zionists, etc. And what I want you to do as you listen is I, I want you to set aside your association and assumptions of what you think those words mean. Because by the end of the task that I feel that I am being called to complete, I believe those who have a heart postured to listen and learn are going to walk away with a whole new meaning um, and with a new level of freedom that you didn't even know was possible. And the reason that I want you to not be so attached to a specific understanding of what a Jew is or what it means to be a Christian or an, a Zionist, anti-Zionist is, is because all of these labels have been attached to a hijacked identity. In other words, what you think it means to be a Jew, what you think it means to be a Christian, what you think the nation of Israel is, and even what you think anti-Semitism is, is might actually not be what you think or what we've been led to believe. We've been lied to, all of us. And we have to understand our history. We need to know the events, people, and organizations that have shaped history, the religion of Christianity, and our Bible translations that we have today. We need to know the history of what our Bibles went through. We need to know the history of Christianity and the origins of our faith. 
Why would we not want to know this? We need to know and learn scripture through the context of the time period and culture of when it was written, as well as learning about the audience in which it was written to and about. This helps us to better understand prophecy because the issue is that we've been taught by mainstream Christianity a version of biblical prophecy that was crafted at the hands of the Roman Catholic Church, the Jesuits, that is actually based around this idea and doctrine that the church and Israel are two separate groups of people in which they say that God deals with them separately. But if you thoroughly dissect scripture and study the history of which those doctrines were formulated, you will learn very quickly that they are there are many doctrines of men that have built the foundation of Christianity that is not based on the true word of Yah, as well as the word of our Messiah. And all I'm trying to do is provide a perspective that shines light on some error, as well as exhort you to examine the scriptures deeper. There's a much deeper understanding that we are called to have. And I feel led to spend as much time as necessary unpacking the history of our faith. And this has to be done by peeling back layer by layer. There are, there are so many layers that have to be addressed. Uh, and I'm doing this because we must be freed from the lies so that we can be sanctified in truth. All I can do is plow the soil of your heart <laughs> and plant the seeds that the Father's calling me to plant because only He can give the growth. And that's what I pray for. The majority of Christians are under the influence of spiritual drunkenness and spiritual deception because our true history has been suppressed. Our true identity has been hijacked. And there's a very narrow path we are called to. And the narrow path is not Christianity and it's not Judaism. It's neither of those. And there's so much that I want to talk about, but I'm feeling led to just start here with understanding who Israel is and devoting a whole season to this topic because I have an overwhelming conviction that people will have a hard time understanding Torah, Yahushua's teaching, and and biblical prophecy if they don't understand who Israel is. Again, biblically, physically, historically, and spiritually. I feel that there is going to be a lack of understanding moving forward if I fail to address this first and foremost and spend an appropriate amount of time unpacking some lies. The deception is so deeply rooted that there has to be some serious plowing before any seeds can be planted. I've only really shared information about how the Father's name has been removed. And because I use the true name of our Heavenly Father and our Messiah now, People think I've either apostatized, fallen away, or I'm part of the Hebrew Roots movement. And both of those are far from the truth. It is it is natural for people to reject things they don't understand. But I love you so much, and I want you to understand the truth. People are comfortable with labeling you so that, so that they can dismiss any attempt of 
reconciliation to the truth. And I myself have to get comfortable with people misunderstanding me. But I finally feel at peace about the direction that he is leading me with my podcast. And I hope and pray that it blesses people in their studies. I truly believe that this must be a foundational understanding if we are to build our faith on the rock. The Hebrew Roots Movement label has quickly become a device of the enemy. And it's not the getting back to our roots that is the problem. It's the way that the enemy is using it as a weapon among people to counterattack any ability to put scripture into context. You know, Christianity has built the foundation of its understanding on the New Testament writings without understanding the Old Testament words of our Father. Many pastors teach us, maybe not with their words, but definitely with their actions, that Jesus fulfilled the law, so reading the Old Testament isn't necessary because we don't have to obey the commandments anymore. I mean, for goodness sakes, we don't even understand what the Old and New Covenant truly is because we don't understand the Old Testament. Many many people are being led astray because they feel that reading the Old Testament really isn't that important and that many promises of the Bible are reserved for Jews. This is not true. There are many false teachers in the pulpits of denominational Christianity today. You can be a sincere Christian but still be a false teacher. You can have good intentions and still be sincerely wrong. And that's why I've used myself as an example for this, because as I mentioned in my testing the fruit episode, it's possible it's possible to be a wolf in sheep's clothing unknowingly. Something that we all have in common is that at one point we've all been deceived. There is grace and mercy to be found in that. That's why the call is to come out of Babylon, all of the false teachings. And the only way that we can do that is by bridging this gap of the lack of knowledge that the body has had for so long. This is where I feel called to. I know this is where Yah wants me to be. And I stand and I pray that people don't harden their heart to this. History and context matters. And I hope that this season blesses you in your studies and brings you clarity and understanding because that's what I pray for because that's only something our Heavenly Father can do. Only He can bring understanding, which is why we should be seeking it all out for ourselves and praying for Him to give our seeds of faith the growth that they need to bring us into not only a deeper understanding, but a deeper relationship with our Heavenly Father. I know that it's been two episodes now and we still haven't really got into any (laughs) content yet, but I just want you all to know how important it is for me to set this stage um, because I believe that throughout this season, you know, I'm, I'm trying to preface these episodes and explain these episodes in a way that people with different levels of understanding can somewhat reason 
with this. And although they might not understand, I know some people like that's why I said in the last episode, I know the expectations for this season are going to be very different for people. And I've tried to keep that in mind as I, you know, prepare each episode. So like I said, I know that I haven't really dug into content just yet. We're actually going to start that next week. But um, I just want, I just, my heart is is um, to help bring understanding. I know that I can't be the one that makes anyone understand, but I I just feel very led by the Father to take my time with this. That's why I said this season very well could last for an entire year. But, you know, this is my attempt <laughs> to unpack 2,000 years, well, prior to that, but thousands of years of history. And I want to be very clear that I'm not going to unpack every single thing that's happened in the history of mankind. That's not my goal. Um, as much as I wish I could be a walking, talking, talking encyclopedia, it's impossible. So this is my attempt to point out and teach and share the things that I myself have been learning over the last year and a half. And I'm still learning a lot of things. I'm, I hope that I continue to learn. I hope that, I, you know, the end of season four is not going to, you know, okay, I'm done learning. That's, that's definitely not how it's going <laughs> to, how it's going to be. So, um, I just, um, yeah, I just pray that this continues to bless your studies. Oh, I also wanted to mention too, I, I know, gosh, at this point, I can't remember when I said what certain things. So sorry if I repeat myself, but I just want to make sure I let people know that um, next week's episode will be, um, so I, I will be releasing another episode next week and my intention is to do a podcast episode every week, but I don't see that being a consistent thing for this season in particular, because, you know, a lot of the preparation for these episodes still involves a lot of study. Um, because I, I like, I print out every single source that I have because to be honest with you, I don't trust where the internet's going. So I print everything out and, so a lot of my study is done on paper and that's, that's really just how I've always been. I have to print, highlight, note, take, um, organize my notes in a way that I'll be able to, you know, cause you know, it, when you do research on certain things, especially when it comes to history and connecting dots with prophecy and, um, especially with this season of how, how things have been changed and how certain aspects of our faith have been completely hijacked and hidden from us. There's a lot of different pieces to this puzzle. And depending on the time frame that you're in, it can, it, it, it can be quite a process to like make sure that when you teach these things, you're pointing out where these things connect because that's the process of how I've learned and studied these things has been just that, like I'll be studying something and I'll see another, a name or organization or a place. And then, and then I'm like, oh, well this happened in this place at this certain time. And that happened in that place. Um, 
at a different time, but they're connected in some way. And it's kind of like a ping ball machine of information because that's how <laughs> that's how research kind of works and studying kind of works. You know, like when you're in scripture and you see a, a verse and it's like, you know, a light bulb goes off and you're like, wait, I saw this somewhere else. And you start connecting the dots. That's how history is too, especially as it relates to our Bibles. So anyway, I don't really know where I was going. Oh, that's where I was going with that because, you know, I just, I can't promise episodes every week as much as I would love to. I I wish I, this was my full-time job. It, it actually, it is my full-time job, but I have another full-time job that um, I'm blessed for the income. I'm blessed for the job. It's a privilege to have a job and have income, but it's definitely a, um, how can I say this in the kindest way possible? It's kind of, it kind of prevents me from doing as much study as I would like to. So it's a balancing act. Um, so I say, I explain all that to say that I'm apologize in advance that I won't probably will not be able to do consistently every week. And I, I'm fully expectant and prepared for if Yahuwah tells me, hey, you need to um, sit back for a few weeks and study this out a little bit more. Because you guys, the last thing I want to do is willy nilly this information to you. I, you know, as I've studied and researched a lot of like outside sources and people explaining things the 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 problem that i've run into with a lot of information is that people don't list their sources like they don't really give a clear explanation of how they came to um certain conclusions and you know not that that's expected of anyone by any means but it's it just takes a little bit longer to do research on some things because i don't i am I'm just not the kind of person that's going to just listen to what somebody says and take it as truth. Like if they're going to reference something, I've got to go search it out and I have to have that revealed to me myself or else I just, I just don't take anybody's word for it. And that's what I want you to do with, with me and my podcast. But I also want to provide you with all of the information, with all of the receipts and so that you can have that. And, and at least have a, a point of reference to go to. Now, I will say this, a lot of the resources that I'll be sharing throughout this season, especially when it comes to history um, and just things that have happened, is that I will be providing a lot of resources, but I also want you to know that I, I don't get all of my information from one source. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, when it comes to research, um, there's a process called like, you know, this is just, you know, my nerdy self. This is the things that I am thankful that I was taught in college, but you have to synthesize information. You have to synthesize what you're reading because you can't just take one source. You have to take multiple sources, synthesize the data, fact check them with one another and then you can provide them as reliable sources of information. So um, that's that's kind of how you have to approach 
this as well, you know? And I will say too, that there are still questions I have about history, about locations, about things that we've been taught. Because one thing I know for sure is that we can't believe what we've been told. We can't believe the way that the world has taught us about what has happened. And that is a process. So that's why I always encourage you to test everything I'm saying, because I might share some stuff with you guys and not be 100% right. I don't know. I'm just a human. And that's how all of us are. But there is something called discernment. And that is something that has to be, you know, as you study certain things, especially if you listen to somebody teach you a certain thing, if you don't have discernment, you're going to be blown like the wind with all all the other people out there teaching things. That's why I'm saying like, it's it's very difficult for me to wrestle with this call I feel on my life to teach. But at the same time, can't at the same time, I can't be that source of information. It's it's kind of like it's kind of weird, honestly, because <laughs> I'm trying to share information. But at the same time, I'm saying, yeah, here's some information, but please don't take my word for it. And that's the approach that I'm going to have for this season. And I hope that doesn't confuse you to, to think that the thing that I don't believe and trust in the things that I'm sharing. I will say that I, I am confident in the things that I share. I wouldn't be sharing it if I wasn't. But at the same time, you know, it's all about you and him, you and Yahuwah, you and the Most High, working these things out together. Because, you know, one of my prayers that I, I pray over myself is that I'm not deceived and that he guides me in my studies. I always ask him, please don't let me to, please don't let me be deceived. Please let me know the truth. Please show me, please guide my studies so that I can know the truth. And I think that you it, it would be wise for us all to do that, you know, because I think I've said this before, but there's a lot of information out there and there's a lot of noise out there. And I don't want to be part of that noise. And I don't, you know, I want to be a voice. I just, I just want to let you know that. Um, I, I, my, my heart is, is to be very diligent in what I share and what I research and what I study and prepare and provide for you in this podcast. And, um, I, 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 I want to be very careful. So I say all that to say, if my episodes are not consistently every week or maybe even every other week, it's not because I'm slacking. It's just because I want to make sure that I've provided the most accurate details and sources that I could possibly give. So that's, that's my purpose. That's my, my intention. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I was transparent in that, but also, you know, cause there are some things still that I, I still have questions about. We're not going to have this thing all figured out. Um, but the whole goal is to continue seeking him like hidden treasure 
and understand that when Proverbs says that wisdom is better than gold, it really is. It really is. There's nothing in this world that can surpass the the experience of learning who our Father is and learning His truth because this Bible, although it has been manipulated by translators, although it has been manipulated by false teachers, it is still the true word of Yah. It is the true word in this Bible right here is more than just a bunch of stories. It's more than just history. When you read this Bible, he shows you things that men can't teach you. And that's 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 one of the most beautiful things about it is that the Bible truly is alive and he will show you he will show you your error as long as you keep seeking him. That's why I said I had to repent and apologize for what I used to say and teach about Israel because Although I was reading the scripture myself, I was still listening to men teach me about certain things. And that's another reason why I don't listen to many teachers anymore. I don't listen to many, um, you know, other sermons. I I just, for some reason, I can't, I just, I, I have a really hard time listening to other people. And, um, and it's, it's just, that's just my personal you know, where I'm at personally. Um, so yeah, that's all I wanted to share about that, but, um, continue to be diligent in your studies, continue to be seeking him for all truth, him and him alone for all truth. And I, I love you all so much. I'm looking forward to this season and looking forward to, um, the next episode. So Love y'all and y'all bless.